At the time that this happened, I was a 23-year-old female and a student. I was living alone in a small apartment complex not too far away from my school. I've never liked living alone. I was always afraid of the dark. However, I always felt safe in my little apartment. I only had one way to get in and out, and you needed to unlock two doors to get inside. I also used to have a few lights on, even at night, and my laptop was usually playing some movie until I fell asleep. I've always locked my door, except for this one time. One weekend, I was out drinking with my friends, and when I was going back home, I ended up sharing a taxi with a random guy that was going to the same area as me. We both jumped out of the taxi outside of my place and talked for a while. He was about the same age as me and said he was also a student. He walked me to my front door and we said goodnight and I went inside. Some weeks, maybe a month later, I decided to stay home that weekend. I was just watching some series in bed until I fell asleep. Suddenly, I woke up to a voice. I couldn't really hear what the voice was saying, but I could hear it was a man talking. I opened my eyes, the room was dark, but I could see a shadow standing in the doorway to my bedroom. I froze. My adrenaline began to pump. I couldn't scream. I just kept staring at this figure. I thought I must be dreaming. This has to be a nightmare. But I understood quickly my biggest fear had come true. He stopped talking and I asked quietly, who are you? He took a step closer and whispered, don't you remember me? He was clearly drunk, but I suddenly could see that it was the same guy that I shared a taxi with all those weeks ago. I felt some weird feeling of relief that I recognized him but at the same time, I was absolutely horrified. My thoughts started spinning. What did he want? Why was he here? I didn't know what to do. There's no place to run or hide. So my first thought was to try to stay calm, and I just asked him quietly, what was he doing here? I was thinking about you, he said. I turned off your lights and closed your laptop, as I could see a sly smile sneak across his face. I felt sick at the thought of him walking around my apartment while I was sleeping, but I decided to remain calm. I asked him how he got into my building. He said that he had been ringing my doorbell, but I didn't open. So he tried my neighbor's doorbell, and someone happened to open it for him. He also went into my neighbor's apartment, but realized it wasn't mine. However, when he saw my name on my door, he went in. I think he could see the fear in my eyes, and he suddenly turned around and said, I think I should go. He stumbled out, and I went after him. Right before he left, he said, you should really lock your door. I shut the door in his face and locked it. I went back to bed and cried. I didn't sleep for the rest of the night. I never called the police, but I told my friends the next day. For the next few months, someone would ring my doorbell every now and then in the middle of the night. I would get an anxiety attack every single time. I never opened up, but I had a feeling it could be him, although I never saw that man again. I'm so relieved that nothing happened that night, and from that day on, I always double or triple check that I've locked my door. I also removed my name from my doorway. That way, if any drunk wanderer comes around, they won't be tempted. I deliver pizza, and I've been having a really busy night. Non-stop back and forth, without any time to even pause and take a leak. I'd been so busy that I wasn't even really thinking about bathroom breaks, but we're also going through a bit of a heat wave in our area, so I'd been drinking copious amounts of water. All of a sudden, as I was driving to this particular delivery, the urge to go hit me. Like, things went from 0 to 60 in an instant. Thankfully, I was close to the customer, so I could get this one over with quickly. Or so I thought. I pulled up to the house, and it was in an area that I'd delivered to before, so I could immediately see that something wasn't right. All of the lights in the house were off. There wasn't even the glow of a television. It was extra apparent because the streetlight closest to the door happened to be out of order as well, and on top of it all, the block was dead quiet. 
I thought that maybe they just liked sitting in the dark, or maybe they were out in the backyard. Whatever. I just didn't want to get out of my car and knock on a quiet house in the middle of the night without first checking that I had the correct address and that the customer was inside. It was scorching hot that night, even after sundown. My car's AC is a joke, and the piping hot pizzas don't help much in that regard either, so I have to try and open the car door as infrequently as possible to keep any cool air inside. I called the number that the customer provided, and the voice on the other end answered with an out of breath. Yeah? I just try to keep it clear and concise. Hey, it's your pizza out front, but there doesn't appear to be anybody home. And the customer replied, still gasping for air. Yeah, I'm not home. I had to pee so badly by that point that I was much less patient than I'd otherwise be with a customer right out the gate. Well then we're going to have to terminate the order, because I've arrived in the stated delivery window and you're supposed to pay in cash, so I don't know what to tell you, plan ahead next time. I instantly regretted letting my bladder do the talking for me as the voice on the other end came through more clearly as a young, bubbly, and very distraught girl who couldn't have been older than 20 or 25. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I was running down the street, I could barely hear you. Sorry, I completely lost track of time at work, but I knew you were coming, and that's why I'm literally running home right now. Five minutes tops, okay? I know what it's like to be hungry, and to be running late. Plus to have no car, and not live near any restaurants, is a trifecta. Plus when I heard her voice, I began to remember more specifically having delivered to this place a couple of times before, and she'd always been perfectly nice. Now I felt bad for snapping at her. I tried to walk it back while simultaneously looking out my window for potential spots to pee. No need to rush. See you when you get here. I hung up while surveilling the street and was starting to think that I was really out of luck. All the other houses had people in them and were close together so there were no clumps of trees or out of the way patches of land or anything. Of course I had just tossed my empty water bottle at the last delivery because I'm an idiot. Finally, I decided it was escalating to the point of an emergency and the safest bet was to use the bush in front of this woman's home. She wasn't there, the streetlight was out so no one would see me, the people who were home were inside, my car was parked across the street and we're a small shop who don't wear uniforms, so if someone did spot me, they'd have no way to connect me to my employer. I scurried over to the tallest bush in her front yard. She didn't really have much of a yard, more just a walkway lined with bushes and flowers that ran adjacent to her front door. The biggest cluster of bushes, the only one where I could be sure there would be no visible splatter on the side of the house, was about four feet from her door. I looked both ways, unzipped, and let fly. After the initial millisecond of relief, I noticed that the sound was way off, more like landing on something solid than something leafy. I started panicking, thinking I'd aimed wrong, but once I start, I can't stop, so I keep squinting in the darkness to see if I was hitting a key rock or something and could just move over a few inches. Instead, all of a sudden, I heard a way more concerning noise, a deep voice exclaiming, What the f***? and before I could turn around, assuming I'd been caught by a neighbor, a man came leaping out of the bushes. He blew right by me, spitting pretty emphatically on the ground as he did, so I think I might have gotten him in the face with my stream. I didn't see where he went after a few paces, but I do think I remember hearing a car screech out from a bit further away after a minute. I'd gotten some night vision by that point, so I was able to make out his height, build, and outfit, but only the most general details of each. I was in such shock that I just stood there trying to figure out what had just happened. The reality was so terrifying that my mind refused to accept it and impulsively searched for a reasonable explanation that could make everything okay. Could these bushes lead to some backyard area and just look like they were against the house? Could they have been obscuring an open window? Although my inner voice was desperately screaming that this man was wearing a hoodie in 90 degree weather, that was a bad man and you're in a bad situation. But the very idea that I was within inches of a guy who would be hiding in the bushes at all 
let alone in the front of a woman's house at night, just wasn't something I was ready to grapple with yet. I was coping by not coping. My fight or flight response had totally failed me at this point because my dumb self did the one absolute thing that I should not have done and approached the bushes to try and validate this. There must have been a good reason for a man in a hoodie to be behind these bushes in the middle of a night theory. So I walked over to the side, turned on my phone flashlight, and tried to peer around the line of shrubbery. That's when I saw the bag. There was a tattered drawstring bag sitting behind the bushes, but I was in such a moronic daze from shock that I groped around for it thinking, see, this is it. This will explain why he was back here. And did it ever. Once I maneuvered it over and pulled it open, I saw a sharp knife, a roll of duct tape, and a bottle of pills. The delusions officially broke at that point, and all the adrenaline, endorphins, and self-preservation instinct that had been suppressed kicked in ten times over. I became whatever the opposite of dazed is, more laser-focused than I've ever been in my life, with one singular goal, get back to my car. I dropped the bag, booked it across the street, got in the car, and slammed the pedal to the floor before the door was even all the way closed. I went as far as I could, as fast as I could, until I hit a red light. Then I pulled off to the side and realized I shouldn't be driving any more than necessary in the condition that I was in. I pulled into a parking lot and took a breath. I was finally calm and coherent enough to formulate a plan of action. My first lucid thought was, who do I call first, the police or the girl whose house that was? I thought I remembered delivering to that house before, but what if I was wrong? What if the girl on the phone was just a decoy to get me there to rob me, or worse? I called 911 and the operator was very helpful in keeping me calm because I was a complete wreck at this point. He kept assuring me that someone would be there soon. I kept telling them that they had to get there before the girl did, but I was trying to express three thoughts all at once and really damaging my own credibility in the meantime. Finally, the operator basically just asked me to stop talking and to stay on the line, but that was when I saw an incoming call from the customer. I couldn't answer it without disrupting my 911 call, so I just ignored it. But then she sent me a text that said, hey, I'm here and I don't see you. I told 911 she was there and they said officers were only minutes away, but who knows how long that meant, especially after I'd given such a scattered account of the events in my panic. I just felt so overwhelmed with guilt because my rational mind said that the odds of her being a decoy girl for some large scam targeting pizza guys were low and the odds of her being the intended victim of a predator were high. So I put my 911 call on mute and turned back heart absolutely pounding out of my chest the entire way there. Then I took 911 off mute and told them I had returned to look for the girl. They weren't happy about that, but I saw her meandering past the parked cars in the street, looking to see if one was mine. I waved her down, flashing my brights. She bounced on over to the window of my car, happy-go-lucky. I figured that was a good sign that she wasn't in on whatever this was, but I was just so scared to be back in that general area and to not know what had happened or what was going to happen. I kept whispering, get in, get in. And she was like, get it? Huh? Oh, you want me to get the pizza from the back? I didn't want to make the same mistake with her that I had made with 911. So instead of trying to tell the whole story, I stuck to the more basic facts. There was a man in your bushes. I'm on the phone with the police. I don't know where he is right now. Please get in the car so we can lock the doors. I was barely able to even get those words out. And I was shaking like I had had 10 cups of black coffee. I held up my phone with 911 on the call screen to verify it for her. I thought that was why she got in the car with no further explanation, but it turns out that wasn't entirely it. The operator kept checking in, not knowing who the third party that I was talking to was. I reassured them and we drove, more cautiously this time, to 
a location that 911 instructed us to wait at to speak with police after they had cleared the area. I didn't actually have to do much after that. The police came pretty soon after. A police car met us. I gave a statement telling them everything I had observed, and she went to go speak to more officers in more detail than they needed from me. It turns out the reason she got right into a strange pizza guy's car without probing any deeper into my story is because she knew who the man was right away from my description. She had an abusive ex-boyfriend who was apparently psychotic enough that he immediately came to mind from hearing, there's a guy in your bushes. She later called us to thank me and insisted on leaving a huge tip. I wasn't there when the call came in and the kid who answered didn't know to refuse the money but the manager already promised the next time we see her, we can load her up with enough one free pie card to last a lifetime. Easily the scariest thing that has ever happened to me, on the job or off. I don't get the chance to tell the story much because I try to avoid sharing it with anyone who could possibly know the girl or know the event. So for those of you that stuck with me to the very end of that, this is the time that my full bladder saves someone from being kidnapped. A little context. I'm 26, and I'm a lady. I needed gas, and it was around 11 p.m. on a Saturday night. I pulled into a busy gas station to fill my tank, except it was completely bare. Not a car in sight. I also live in Alaska, and it was very cold this night. Maybe negative 10 Fahrenheit. Tired after work, just wanting to get home, usually I start my pump and sit in my car due to the freezing cold. But this time, I had a weird feeling that I needed to stand by the pump, so I did. I just started pumping my gas when a little golden sedan pulled up right next to me. A guy got out and I was feeling hypervigilant for some reason. He started cleaning his completely clean windows as he put back the squeegee. He started towards me. I felt like I wanted to run, but I stayed calm and continued pumping. He asked me if I would help him put windshield wiper fluid in his car because he ran out and he doesn't know how to open the hood. I laughed it off and told him I don't know either. He kept getting closer and closer to me while trying to lure me into his car by saying there's something under his seat he can't reach because he's too big. Now I'm 5'2 and petite. This man was large and scruffy, think Alaska wilderness dude. At this point I'm freaking out and hit the call button on the pump. He took a step back and started to get back into his car. As my gas is almost done pumping, I looked inside of his car and I noticed that the insides of the doors had no handles except for the driver's side door and that freaked me out. I was putting the pump back and opening my door when he appeared right behind me, slammed my door shut, and yelled, You're coming with me. Obviously I refused, but I was nearly petrified as he slammed me against my own car. I elbowed him as hard as I could and I started to scream at the top of my lungs. Thank God for the gas attendant with a big ass gun that night, because if not for him, I don't know where I would have been. The attendant pulled the video and we made a police report. I called immediately after that guy took off, and I never heard anything else about it. I just hope he didn't get some other girl alone. I tell pretty much every woman I encounter at the gas stations now, stay vigilant, keep your head on a swivel, and watch out for that little gold sedan with no door handles. 